Welcome to this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks on the Mayo Media Network. I am Gary and Thorne. It is Friday night. That means we are breaking down everything you need to know for Saturday, June the 19th, and the seven-game featured slate kicking off at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time on DraftKings. There's also some afternoon baseball. We won't get into that too, too much. But before we do anything, I wanted to let you guys know what's going on over at Prize Picks. If you head on over to prizepicks.com right now and use the promo code MMNMLB, your first deposit can be matched up to $100. Now, usually, this is the part of the video where I would tell you which prize picks I like on Saturday's slate. Unfortunately, nothing has been posted on prize picks at the time I'm filming this. However, with the magic of editing, it's reasonably possible that right now, you're going to see a board with some of the picks I like. If not... I will post them on my Twitter. They will be posted on the Mayo Media Network Twitter page. Uh, Prize picks might even retweet at some point. They've been known to do that in the past. You'll find it somewhere. It'll be on the internet and easy to find. I will let you know who I like on Prize picks on Saturday. But until then, let's talk about DraftKings. Let's talk about that seven-game slate kicking off again a little bit of an odd time for lineup lock 7 15 p.m eastern time so a couple extra minutes uh to get those lineups in before lock it's uh it's an interesting slate to be sure um the pitching looks great for a bit (laughs) uh you've got big names in walker bueller and lance lynn right off the hop but after that the quality dips considerably uh whether that Whether it be because of matchup concerns, whether it be because of inexperience, whether it be because of just absurd prices, or whether it be pitch counts. There's there's a lot of guys projected to start on Saturday night who I don't think you can pencil in for 80, 85 pitches. So the roster decisions at pitcher are going to be very unique on Saturday. And I think that makes Walker Bueller a really, really contentious name. On Saturday, because at first glance, it's a lot of money for Walker Bueller. Uh, he's going up against Arizona. In theory, very good matchup. Win expectancy, very high going up against the Diamondbacks. That's always nice. And also, the Diamondbacks came into Friday's slate with a 29.7% called plus swinging strike rate, which was the highest mark in baseball. They should be good. For a bunch of strikeouts. And actually, Walker Bueller has had some pretty good recent history against the Diamondbacks. He had a start about mid-May where he got 30.8 DraftKings points against the Diamondbacks. Now, why is that more important than it usually would be? Well, in Bueller's last six starts, the surface numbers look fantastic. He's got a 1.15 ERA in that span of time. However, He's also got a 4.66 FIP. His strikeout rate is below 20% in that span. And his strikeout minus walk rate is just 10.5%. Which, if you had told me that in 2018, I would have slapped you in the face for lying. Like, Walker Bueller, that is not a Walker Bueller stat line. He He is not someone pitching at, like, league average marks 
like that. And I know the ERA has been good. I know he's been suppressing opponent offenses. He hasn't allowed an earned run in each of his past two starts. But in that six-start span where he's pitched to a 1.15 ERA, again, great number, he has failed to get over 25 DraftKings points in five of those six starts, the only exception being the game against the Arizona Diamondbacks. So I do think the Diamondbacks could be a little bit of a cure for what's ailing um, Walker Bueller right now. They are a team that will help you with your strikeout ceiling, and that is what that is the ingredient that Walker Bueller has been missing so far in 2021. But again, one just, just a hefty price tag for a guy who has not been delivering fantasy value lately, $11,100. So I think he's viable. I think the fact that there's not a lot of pitchers I have confidence in on this slate also makes him viable just out of sheer desperation. But I would even say like Lance Lynn. I, I understand that seeing Lance Lynn going up against the Astros, especially considering Lynn's had a little bit of an issue with the home run ball uh, his past couple starts. But yeah, Houston on paper, not a good matchup for Lance Lynn. Not a good matchup for a pitcher who is priced at $10,300. But Lance Lynn is such a high floor pitching option. He's almost $1,000 less than Walker Buehler, and you have to remember, when it comes to Houston, they are not, like, A-plus Houston Astros right now when it comes to their lineup construction. No Alex Bregman. He's on the IL. Kyle Tucker, conceivably, he could be back on Saturday. It's The COVID IL is is very strange in that, in that way. Uh, players can just come off it at the drop of a hat. But as of right now, it looks like no Kyle Tucker and no Alex Bregman on Saturday for the Astros. So... I think that obviously benefits someone like Lance Lynn, who, you know, is is pretty much matchup-proof anyway. So I think that with the ownership that I would expect Walker Bueller to draw, I think I would rather play Lance Lynn on this slate. But again, both are viable options because once you get below those two names, the assets in the pitching department get uh, a little risky. And in no way could I exemplify that more than by talking about Patrick Sandoval this early in a video. Uh, Patrick Sandoval, $8,600. Part of that, again, is just pitching scarcity. Part of that is he's going up against the Tigers. However, we should note, because I think it's been so easy the first 9, 10 weeks of the season to just say, hey, this pitcher is going up against Detroit. Automatically, that makes them viable. Now, to be fair... Detroit still leads baseball with a 27.6% strikeout rate. However, in the month of June, coming into Friday, the Tigers had a 215 isolated power and a 109 WRC+. They've been hitting really well. A lot of that is Jonathan Scope, who has been on absolute fire the past five weeks. But this isn't the April Detroit Tigers. This is a at least a league average offense. So when you're looking at someone like Patrick Sandoval, who... He's not a high strikeout rate pitcher. Uh, in his five starts this season, a 21.5% strikeout rate. is not someone that comes with a great cachet of, like, great fantasy experience and great fantasy output. 8,600 is a lot for this guy. Uh, again, 2.77 ERA as a starter. Uh, he's holding opponents to a WOBA below 300 in those five starts. He's actually been worse as a reliever in 2020 than he has been as a starter. So usually you would see the inverse of those splits, but he's been good as a starter. I just don't automatically assume that Patrick Sandoval is going to have a great start because the Tigers can't hit. That is no longer the case. Do I think he's one of the better pitching options on this slate? 
Probably. But again, that says more about this slate than it does about Patrick Sandoval. Uh, one guy who I do actually like and think is underpriced on this slate is Logan Gilbert, who is $6,900. The matchup isn't great. He's going up against the Tampa Bay Rays. However, the Rays do strike out a lot. That is their biggest flaw, is how much they strike out. Uh, also, Gilbert, who was really rocky when he made his Major League debut in the couple weeks after that, his last three starts have been very good. 17 and two-thirds innings in that span, 2.04 ERA, 3.22 FIP, and a 25.4% strikeout rate. So, nothing like crazy. Nothing jumping off the page when it comes to that strikeout rate. But it's important to note, in his last two starts, Gilbert has finished the game with a swinging strike rate above 17%. So the swing and miss stuff is definitely in the arsenal. He's someone with a ton of prospect pedigree, uh, and he's starting to find himself at the major league level. So while I do, I don't make a habit of like using pitchers going up against the Rays. Uh, they're just too annoying an offense. They do strike out a lot. Gilbert's been a lot better his last three starts, and the swinging strike rate we have seen in those last two starts is super encouraging from a DFS perspective. So I think between Sandoval, Sandoval, excuse me, and Gilbert, I would have to lean Gilbert. Uh, one for Price, and two is just someone who I think is a better pitcher. Uh, maybe not as experienced a pitcher, but a better pitcher. Uh, and I would have more faith in him on Saturday. Um, using Gilbert, the nice thing about that is you save a lot of money, and it's going to open up a lot of avenues when it comes to stacking opportunities. And my favorite stack on this slate is the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, they're going up against Matt Peacock, and it has been a struggle for Matt Peacock so far this season. He's got a FIP up above five. Uh, Left-handed batters specifically have given Peacock the most trouble. These splits are horrifying if you are a Diamondbacks fan. Uh, he's giving up a 658 slugging percentage to left-handed bats, a 428 WOBA, He's giving up three home runs per nine on the dot to left-handed batters so far this season. And he's only struck out 6% of the left-handed batters he has faced. So, I mean, any contact is bad contact, but wow. Those are some harrowing numbers for Matt Peacock. Now, you might be running through this in your mind and saying, well, Garion there are no left-handed bats left on the Los Angeles Dodgers. And that is that is true. Max Muncie is on the IL. Uh, Corey Seager obviously hasn't played in a long time. Cody Bellinger is back and injured once again. Uh, so the big three are not there. However, that could create an interesting value stack opportunity. Now, I will say, the guys you know are priced pretty high on this slate. Mookie Betts is 5'7", understandably so. Chris Taylor is 5'2". Uh, Justin Turner is 5-1. He's actually been hitting right-handed pitching almost as well as he's been hitting left-handed pitching so far in 2021. So something to keep in mind. Uh, Will Smith is 4,300. So the big right-handed bats are priced up. However, the cheap left-handed bats might be a situation you can really exploit on this slate. Gavin Lux has hit second the last couple times that the Dodgers have faced a left-handed pitcher. He's just $3,700. Matt Beattie has hit cleanup the last couple times the Dodgers have faced a right-handed pitcher. He is just $3,600. And Zach McKinstry, uh, who has not been hitting nearly as well as he was hitting in April, but still another cheap left-handed bat 
uh, and he's been hitting fifth or sixth against most right-handed pitchers the past week. So out of desperation, the Dodgers are, are really shoving some of these left-handed bats up into the lineup. They're cheap. They're hitting in premium lineup positions. And again, I don't think they could draw a better matchup than Matt Peacock, who has just, he's almost allergic to getting left-handed bats out. So I think it's a pretty good spot to get some high-end Dodgers right-handed bats in a lineup and even that out with some value left-handed bats, in particular, Matt Beattie and Gavin Lux. Okay, before we get out of here, let's talk about some best bets on the DraftKings Sportsbook and let's stick with that Dodgers-Diamondbacks game. Um, You have to get creative if you want to, like, you know, really bet this game because there's no way you're betting Dodgers money line. There's just no value in that. So a couple options. You could bet the Dodgers on the run line. Uh, That's minus 127 right now. Or you could bet the Dodgers to score first and win, and that is minus 115 on the DraftKings Sportsbook. I mean, obviously, the run line is a little bit safer, but I I do like the extra juice we're getting with the Dodgers to score first and to win this game. For as much as, you know, Walker Buehler hasn't been great from a fantasy perspective. Again, his run suppression has been amazing as of late. So I like the Dodgers to score first. They're also on the road, so they get first crack at Matt Peacock, who, you know, again, I I don't have a ton of confidence in. Um, So I think this is a pretty good spot. The Dodgers have been fantastic, even on the road the past couple seasons. They've been fantastic within the division. And I guess the big storyline surrounding the Diamondbacks right now is their inability to win a road game. However, don't let that distract you from the fact that they are also not good at home. Uh, coming into Friday, 3-14 and in their past 17 home games. So I think the Dodgers win this game. It's just a matter of how much do they win it by and do they get up early. Uh, you could take either one of those bets, run line or to score first and to win. I'm going to take the extra juice on the Dodgers to score first and win at minus 115. The other bet I like on Saturday is a game we have not talked about yet. Colorado versus Milwaukee. Crucially, this game is in Colorado. Uh, Obviously, the Rockies hit better in Colorado. They always have. Um, They've also just played better in Colorado, period, so far this season. Uh, Coming into Friday, they were 20-8 and in their last 28 home games. Austin Gomber is also taking the hill for the Rockies, and we talked about him a little bit last week. He's been really good lately, um, much better than he was back in April, and because of that success, the Rockies are actually 4-1 and one in Gomber's past five starts. Uh, he's going up against Adrian Hauser. I've never really had a lot of confidence in Adrian Hauser. Um, I don't have a lot of confidence in this Milwaukee offense, although Colton Wong... Uh, did come back off the IL on Friday, though that shouldn't matter too much against the left-handed Gomber. Um, Look, I I just think the Rockies, at plus money, they're plus 108 at home. So home underdogs in a game where I think they have the advantage from a pitching perspective, that line just doesn't make sense to me. Would I bet this if it was like Rockies minus 130? Probably not. But at plus 108, I think there's some value here. And again, they are actually 5-0 their past five home games against teams above 500. They win games in Colorado. This game's in Colorado. They are home underdogs. Give me the Rockies at plus 108 on the DraftKings Sportsbook, and that's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks. want to remind you guys, I will post about my Prize Picks selections for Saturday on my Twitter, so make sure you look out for that on Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon. We'll get them up. I promise you. 
I'm Gary and Thorne. I will see you guys next time.